need answers, I got questions How can I make a million dollars while I'm asleep? Well, tell me how can I get the job I want My dog just died, my girl is gone I need some motivation to get back on my feet I'ma listen to the Paul D. Jones show If you can't take it no more Cause he got answers for talk about five credit tips to prepare your teams to have great credit. But before I get into that, you know I got to show love to our sponsors, the Micah House. If you know anybody that's struggling with drug addiction or alcohol abuse, make sure you get them in touch with the Micah House if you're in the Twin Cities. And in fact, we have a referral program. So if you're not in the Twin Cities, let us know anyway. And then the Micah House will find wherever you are in the country, we will find a nice uh, treatment program to help you get to your own sobriety. So I'll be right back after this. If you're struggling to overcome an addiction, no one needs to tell you it's tough. You're living it. Sometimes you could use a few encouraging words to remind you that you're not in this alone and that, yes, change really is possible. The Micah House for Men and Women is here for you and committed to your recovery. For more information, 612-314-2460. That's 612-314-2460. Or online at micahhouse.com. The Micah House for Men and Women. Treat recovery lifestyle that's right y'all five credit tips to prepare your teams to have great credit see understand how life works you hear people say generational curse well you know we can also re-engineer that thought we can also change the landscape and have a generational blessing So when we think about being blessed generationally, it's through inheritance. So a lot of times people think just money is an inheritance. No, I'm not talking about just money. I hope y'all get that. Information is powerful. Setting your family up, setting your kid up, setting yourself up. That's one of the best things you can do to succeed by getting the right information. So I'm going to give you five things that I came up with that I know can really bless you. But you have to be serious. Let's let's break this down real quick. You know, there's a lot of self-help books out here. There's a lot of information out here that helps people to do better in life. That information is always going on. We know this, but you know, they say if you want to hide information, put it in a book. So I want to make sure that you don't sit back and take information for granted. It is literally time for us to take life to that next level. And you know what? We're going to start it right now. So thank about this i want you to get your tablet you know we're in that modern technology stage so everybody may not use the pen and the pad you young folks that are listening get your notes out send yourself an email through your cell phone or your tablet whatever you're doing make sure you pay attention five credit tips to prepare your teens to have great credit number one as long as you have great credit history all right great credit history have a joint credit card to establish history for them. This means add them as an authorized user onto one of your good standing credit cards. But I know some of you are frowning right now like, what? <laughs> no, think about it. You're saying, okay, son, okay, daughter, 
I'm going to add you on to my perfect credit history. But don't give them the physical card to use. You know, your payments will count as positive monthly reporting for them. And that's what the credit bureaus look at. They look at your history because when a bank or any other creditor is looking to give you a loan, they want to know who you are. Well, you know, they can know who you are and then you can help them say, and this is my child. This is my seed. My seed is from me. And I tell you this, they're going to have great credit because you're teaching them how to have great credit. And you said, hey, instead of me going to co-sign on a loan for you, I'm going to, hello, I just said something right there now, you better be paying attention. Instead of me needing to go co-sign on a loan for you, I'm going to add you to an existing credit account that I have so that you can inherit my good credit history. All right, so just do that, add them on there and we'll go from there. All right, number two, teach them about the cost of interest rates and how it compounds and grows. Now this is major. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? See, I just dropped something on you. You have to think about it. We don't understand how a lot of things work in life because we just go through life. We know that it says, okay, I'm being charged this much for interest. We don't even understand how it compounds and grows. So I'm going to give you a scenario so you got to listen close. I'm going to give you a scenario and it's called the penny that doubles because this is a great real life scenario of how your money grows. And when you're paying interest, it's how you're spending money. So let's just say the penny doubles a day for 30 days. So yes, I'm going to go through this whole scenario. So listen, because you need to really understand and have a put in your face how that penny is going to grow. So day one, over 30 day period, day one of the penny that doubles. Day one, one cent. Day two, two cents. It's a penny, but it's doubling. First two days, you don't pay it no mind because it's just what's happening. It's a part of life, everyone's doing it. So therefore, what's the difference, right? All right, day three, four cents. Next day, eight cents. Next day, 16 cents. The next day, 32 cents. Y'all see where this is going, right? Now imagine you're being taxed this way. Imagine you're paying interest on something this way. So when you start off, you don't notice it. But as the days go by, we are like, man, I'm paying for this? Yes. So day eight, $1.28. Day nine, $2.56. Day 10, $5.12. Now, just in those 10 days and interest, that will be $10.23. But it's, it's really not just saying it's interest for you. It's me getting you to understand how interest grows. Because if you don't understand what's happening, then you will go sign a document, you'll go agree to any form of credit, not realizing that you're actually going to be paying more than you should be paying. That's why it's imperative that we have good credit. That's why it's imperative that we teach our kids to have good credit. That's why it's imperative that we do the right things now by having the right information now 
so that you can live better now. Let's think about it. The next day, remember we're at $10.24. Now, next day, $20.48. Next day, $40.96. Next day, $81.92. Next day, $163.84. Then $327.68. $655.36. 20 days in, you're now for the day. 5,242, but here's the breakdown. The whole time, $10,485. Now keep in mind, we still, that was just day 20. We still have 10 more days to go. I'm gonna break something down for you guys here. Day 21, $10,485.76. Remember, it's the penny that's doubling, but this is the example of how interest is paid because it compounds and continues to grow, continues to grow. $20,971.52. So we'll go all the way down to day 30. 30 days in for the day, that's $5,368,709 for a total of over $10 million. In fact, it would be $10,737,418.16 because every penny counts. Now, think about this. Most people, again, I said this, are signing documents, moving on with life, having fun with life, but not realizing where their pennies are going. In fact, you know, I'm the type of guy, if I see a penny on the ground, I'm going to pick it up. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Most people would throw pennies away. You got the, the uh, penny jar or whatever. Keep that money. That's real money. Understand how it's going. So I'm, I'm now that you guys get that, let me break it down. Think about big businesses. I'm going to hit you with something. A big business, we'll say a Walmart. I have nothing against Walmart. Lovely place. I shop there. Walmart's the deal. However, when you look at how many Walmart stores are across the land or the world, if they raise their price just one cents to two cents, can you see how that is millions? So we look at things in life kind of not understanding because we have been trained in school to think, how much money are you gonna pay me per hour? Are you getting paid $10 an hour, $12 an hour, $15 an hour? These people are getting paid by the penny per second. So now you look at gas prices. All of a sudden you see the gas is $1.50 per gallon. The next thing, no big deal, the gas went up three cents. Think about that. The gas prices went up three cents. That is hundreds of millions of dollars to the gas companies then. So, if you understand that, that's how compound interest, that's how wealthy people get wealthy. You may not even notice that the price went up two or three pennies, but those two or three pennies are worth millions of dollars because of how things compound. So now, let's break it down to you buying a home. Let's say you buy a $200,000 home and your credit is good, so you got a 5% interest rate. You're good, you're gonna pay that for 30 years. Years. Your monthly payment, now this does not count 
the taxes and the insurance. Just your monthly mortgage payment will be about $1,073.64. See, every penny counts. You know, people say, hey, keep the change. Well, you better pay attention to that. Change. Every penny counts. The loan amortizes over a repayment period, meaning the payment that you're making an interest versus the principal, it changes every month because you're paying it and it's going down. But I still want you to understand, a $200,000 house over 30 years, you will have paid $185,511.57. You just bought two houses. Now, I'm not against mortgages. You, you got to do what you have to do. We all have mortgages. But think about this as we're teaching our seeds. Think about this as you're going through life and you're saying, okay, can I set my children up to build wealth or am I setting them up to live the exact same life? See, we have to advance in life every generation. So I want my children to do better than me. Just like my mom wanted me to do better than her. So therefore, we're always working with each other to make sure we grow. So that's why it's important. So let's break it down for a car. Because remember, we're paying interest on stuff. If your kids don't know how the compound interest works, they will end up overpaying. And they will cheapen the value of their credit and credit history. So the main point of having great credit is to make sure that you never overpay what you have to pay. You always want the best credit interest out there, period. So therefore, to get that, you got to make sure you start at a young mindset. Make sure you know what's going on. Let's break it down on a $40,000 car. You know, they seen a car, they want it, want a good car. You would pay monthly payments of approximately $921. Think about this, let's say you're gonna pay over four years. Your interest, $4,216.24 over four years. So, okay, it's you're doing right, you got a car, but understand you're paying, you're looking at the price tag of $40,000 for that car. That's not counting the taxes, that's not counting the other fees that they may add onto your loan. But just in the interest, you're paying $4,200 more for the car. Is the car worth $40,000, but yet you're gonna pay $4,200 more for interest to have the car, which is great for a finance company, and you got a decent interest rate. It's not the best, but you got a decent one. You're overpaying that. So all I want people to do is just strictly understand, like, okay, wait a minute. Let's say you have a credit card. Uh-oh. You got a car, so you know you, you're gonna get that credit card. And let's say it's $5,000 credit card and that baby's maxed out. Now, I'll always tell you, don't max out a credit card, but you max it out. Whatever happens in life calls you to max it out. So, if you just make those decreasing minimum payments, for example, a $5,000 debt, the average credit card uh, interest rate is about 21.21%. So, there are ones that I've seen at 28, and 29.99%, that is that is high. So you're gonna get, if you have excellent credit, you're going to pay 
about 14 to 15% on a credit card anyway. So you're going to spend money on a credit card. But understand this, if you were to take this $5,000 on a credit card over 30 years in financing, because that's what it would take you to pay it off if you're doing the minimum. I'm repeat that. A $5,000 max stock credit card with you paying the minimum will take you 30 years to pay off. Now, you will also pay $21,643.83 in finance charges. Did you buy something that was worth four to five times? Think about that. It's, it's, no, don't do that. You overpaid over time, but because we look at it from the standpoint, and I've been here, so don't get me wrong, I've been here. We look and say, well, I can afford to pay my bills. So that becomes a lifestyle. What most people do, they'll pay the credit card. Hello, I'm about to tell on you, I know, I've done it too. You'll pay the credit card. So all of a sudden you get some money, you pay the credit card, then something comes up and you realize that you have 400, 500, 600, maybe $700 available credit. You use the credit card. Why? Because you make those payments with no problem every month because you made it fit into your monthly budget. So now that you're doing that, you just don't realize that you're being taxed every month more than you should pay. So if you go out and so-called buy those pair of jeans or buy that handbag, ladies, on credit, because it was on sale, you're like, this was a $300 handbag, I got it for 100 bucks. But because of the financing, you probably will end up paying three times, four times the amount of that $120 handbag. So think about it. You're actually spending more money for that immediate gratification. I'm going to repeat that. You're spending more money for immediate gratification. And you're messing your whole chances of creating wealth up. So we got to understand, have good credit by having great practices in life. So, number three, as soon as your teens are eligible, establish three open and active trade lines. So, let me explain what this means. When a car company or a house, when you're going to buy anything on credit, they don't base it on the one credit company that you're paying, that one loan that you're paying. That's not enough credit history. That's not enough for them to evaluate you. So they do it off of three open trade lines. So that may mean, remember the credit card that you put on your kids. Now they got a little history. You may uh, go have a house, school loan. It could be some simple, but those three trade lines must show who you are. Remember, a credit check is a character check. I'll repeat this again. A credit check is a character check. They're looking at those three trade lines to get an understanding of who you are. You are telling people who you are when they check your credit. So if your credit is burnt up, I was late one time, now my credit burnt up. I highly suggest you go to mycreditisbetter.com and get what you need to get to get started to get your credit repaired because that's what mycreditisbetter.com does. They help people who don't know. And understand this, things happen in life. We all understand that. Stuff happens. So therefore, go to experts and let those experts help you get everything back on track. If you wreck your car, 
then they're going to take the car to a place to repair it. If you got anything wrong, I don't care. If you break an arm, well, you're going to go to the doctor and they're going to put it back in shape, put the cast on, repair it. So think about that with your credit. You know, you made some mistakes. Repair it. Number four, teach them about on-time payments. Now, this is important. Most people overpaying interest. See, banks and credit card companies, they love you. I'm going to repeat this. They love you to pay a day later. Now, they give you what's called a 30-day grace period. So when a person, if your payment is due on the 5th of every month, well, they're not going to ping your credit report until you're 30 days late. Then it will show that you have what's called a 30-day late. And then if you don't pay that in 30 days and it goes 60 days, then on your credit report will be a 60-day late or a 90-day late. But they'll give you that first 30 days as a grace period. But understand, I just went over this whole thing about interest and how it compounds. Most companies, pretty much all of them, including your landlord where you rent, they're going to have a late fee charge. Ching, ching. That late fee charge is that extra money. So think about it. You want them to, you're going to encourage them to pay on time. You're going to say, hey, the payment's due on the 5th. However, we understand that people go through certain things. So we're going to give you, uh, for your convenience, a late fee. <laughs> Here's the craziest one. You know your bank will call it a convenience fee. It's an overdraft fee. I mean, I can remember when I got out of college, and this is back in 93. So the online banking thing wasn't as prevalent as it is today. And I would call my account. This was at Norwest Bank. Then it later became Wells Fargo. I would call into my bank. And, you know, they, then they gave you a debit card. But they had the debit card where it would actually approve stuff on the weekend. So I'm thinking everything's good. Check my account Monday by calling into the phone bank. And you would hear them say, an overdraft fee. And I'm like, what? I have money in there. You know, I seen a trick that they did. Something that I would have purchased that Thursday evening or Friday morning, which was probably a higher ticketed item, that would be held off. Then the little smaller things that I did Saturday or Sunday, well now they'll put them ahead. So now when the account settles that Monday and the bigger ticket item comes through, well guess what? It shows that there was not enough money there. So I was like, if the money's not there, decline me. Don't give me this small talk of, well, it's a convenience fee for you. But you're charging me then $28. I think today it's around $35 to $39 for an overdraft fee. They're taxing you. All right. So teach them. Number four was teach them about on-time payments. No late fees, no grace periods. Don't even do introductory rates and promotional periods. All of those are a no, no. Your kid is going to fall off. And if you're doing it, you're jacking yourself up. Promotional periods, y'all know you go to the furniture store or some other place, and they'll say no payments seem like forever. And you're like, we can get this full furniture set and I don't have to pay anything for a year. But what you don't realize is, yes, it is compounding every month. Now, if you pay it off in that year, 
you did good. And that's how most people trick themselves. They'll say, well, yeah, we'll get it now. We'll make sure before uh, the first payments come, we'll have everything paid off. So it'll uh, be great. And they'll tell you, well, there's no prepayment penalty or anything because the salesperson, they want to sell that item to you. They get paid on commission. They want to get their money. You got to understand that. So it's kind of like a war. They need their money. They tap into your emotions. You go ahead and you look at the honey and you say, baby, this will be great. And then we get caught up and I'm going to talk about this probably on every show. Emotional buying habits. I'm going to repeat that. Emotional buying habits. Jacking you up. Do not get caught up in it. You have to stay calm. You have to stay cool and collective. You have to be out and look at people because you're saying, wait a minute. You, In fact, you got to get this attitude whenever you go in someplace and they're saying promotional period, buy now, don't pay till later. Hear, hear my voice. You're trying to get me. Understand? Say it. Look at them. You ain't got to say it out loud to them, but scream it out loud in your head. You're trying to get me. If you got to get hood with it, oh, you're trying to get me. All right? You got to break it down because that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to get you to buy something and overpay for it. So if you bought a couch that was listed for $700 without a payment thing in place or anything because of their promotional period, you just bought three couches by the time you paid that thing off. That's why it's important to control your emotional buying habits. But remember, we're teaching our kids not to do this. So teach them about paying on time and having good payment history. Now, number five. This is so good. If you understood number four and you understood what I said by controlling your emotional buying habits, number five says teach them to never max out their available credit usage just because it is available. No, don't do it. If they are holding a balance on their credit card, teach them to never, I'm gonna hit this again. Don't ever, 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 ever. Exceed 30% of the available credit. So for those that don't understand, this means if you have a credit card that's of $1,000, a $1,000 credit card, Never use more than 300 or hold a balance. You may use it that month to buy something because you saw it was a good deal. Then make sure if you spend $1,000, make sure that you pay 700 to keep your rolling balance showing always at 30% or less. So understand that and do right, guys. These are just great tips that I hope you guys will follow the directions on. Now, remember, I was talking about emotional buying habits. Look at it this way. One of the things that messes people up in their emotional buying habits is being addicted to drugs and alcohol. You know, alcohol abuse is bad. Drug abuse is bad. If you know anyone struggling with chemical dependency in any kind of way, get them in touch with the Micah House. That number is 612-314-2460. Get the information you need because at the Micah House, it's all about treatment, recovery, and lifestyle. You want to make sure that your loved one can have a great lifestyle. So we have to make sure that they're not having their mind altered in any kind of way. And we got to care about our own community. Anyone can become addicted to drugs. I'm going to repeat that. Anyone can become addicted to drugs. It could be people who had a, a bad car accident, you know, some kind of work-related accident. 
you got it fixed, but you needed the painkillers. The next thing you know, because you needed the painkillers, you're now addicted to that painkiller. Well, the Micah House is there to help people do better in life. So please, guys, if, if you need to go online, check them out, you know, for more information, micahouse.com. That is M-I-C-A-H, house. Com. Hey guys, that's my time. It's it's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you guys. God bless you. Take this information, run with it, and let's all work to live a better life and have a substantial net worth. Talk to you soon. God bless. I'm going to listen to the Paul D. Jones Show. If you can't take it, no.